You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Back-to-back champs, Liberty Softball uses the bats to get through the A-Sun tourney and now turn their attention to the NCAA Regional. We have Mary Claire Wilson and Devin Howard in studio to chat things over. Plus a huge series win for Liberty Baseball. That and more coming up next. From our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Pure domination, I think you could say, Matt, when it came to Lady Flame softball taking on the A-Sun. This is a team that, well, I guess we should mention that one loss, last game of the year. That was just... stop talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so. It was sour. But when it came to A-Sun play... Little hiccup in the first game. It got a little interesting late, but after that, you could tell the nerves settled down and they just ran show. Yeah, I mean, you ended up winning. You you mentioned the first game of the tournament against North Alabama, 6-4. And really, it wasn't that close until the very last inning where it got a little dicey. Then you go 9-1, 9-0. Like, you just take care of business. And that was the story of this season for this team. There there weren't a lot of lulls throughout the year. You You mentioned the one last game. But, like, typically, even when you were a really good team, a season, the length of oh, a yeah. conference season, you're going to have hiccups along right. the way. You're just going to have those days where your pitcher doesn't have it or the other team is just plays a game of their life. Yeah. Liberty really didn't have that. I mean, 23 and one in conference play. So you add on the tournament stuff, what, 26 and one against ASUN opponents yeah. this year. Like they were as dominant as we've ever seen them in conference. Totally. And they did it again. And, and they're rolling right now. They I are. Mean, I mean, you look now ahead to, you know, their regional at Duke. Duke, Georgia, UMBC, Liberty has played Duke already right. this year. So there's some sort of comfort level there. They've never played Georgia, um, but they played a lot of SEC teams. So there's not going to be the like, oh, the big bad SEC, like Liberty sees those programs year in and year out. So there won't be a fear factor there. Like, I think it's a great spot for the Flames who go in just feeling like, like they're not, they don't have the underdog mentality anymore. I don't know. I agree with you there. Like I, and especially when you look at this regional, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we come through next Monday and it's like, oh, Liberty's heading on. Right. Like you look at it, it would not be like, oh, a real shocker. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that, okay, I can totally see that that's, happening. I feel like that's the scary teams, right? The, the mid-major teams, you see it you know, in the basketball tournament. You see it everywhere. Yeah. It's like that mid-major team that thinks they're a favorite. Right. You know, that yeah. mid-major team that thinks, like, we're supposed to win this. Totally. Those are the scary teams. Yeah. Like the teams are just like, oh man, can't believe we made it. Like, oh, we haven't done this in 10 years or whatever. Like none of us have done this before. Let's just enjoy the ride. Yeah, whatever. Those teams are usually heading home pretty quick. But those, but those teams that expect to win, like I think Liberty does, they're scary. Yeah, it's great. The freshmen too got a little taste of postseason action. You saw Bachman hit a home run. Yeah. And A-Sun, that's big. Roop was hitting the ball well. And especially when you're playing three to four freshmen on any given day in the lineup, just for them to get a little taste of postseason action and also a little adversity to yeah. here in game one, that can help you out as you move on. All right, enough from us. we got a couple young ladies here in the studio to chat things over. All right, joining us now in studio, Mary Claire Wilson, Devin Howard. Guys, I feel like for the first time, you get a little bit of respect when you go to regionals, the pod that you get in Georgia, UMBC, and Duke. What were your feelings when you saw that come up? Um, honestly, I was ready to go. I saw <laughs> I saw Duke, and I was like, let's go. Like, we already beat them once. Like, we can do it again. And then I saw Georgia, and since we haven't played Georgia, I was, you know, I was a little nervous, but going through and looking at, you know, who they played and everything, like, I think we have a good shot. 
a really good shot. You know, we've talked about it, just speculated before, like for you guys as a program, there's probably at some point there's the, Hey, this is so exciting that we made it to this point. Do you feel like you guys have moved past that? Like that, like we're here and now it's more so like, okay, now we're ready to take the next step. Now we're not just excited that we're here and a part of this. We're ready to come here and actually win the thing. Do you feel like you guys have kind of moved on in that, in that regard? Oh, 100%. I mean, I know from the beginning of the season, our goal was to win a sun and get into a regional. And looking back on last year, we, we made that goal and then we got to the Tennessee regional and we just felt short. I mean, we were right there. Yeah. So this year, I mean, we're really ready for it and we're just going to take it a pitch at a time, really play our game. Tell me this because it, it maybe, you know, I saw some different videos. So you guys tell me you were living it. But when you clinched the ASUN championship, final out, it seemed almost a little bit like subdued the the reaction almost like yeah this is like this is a bit like this is what we were yeah of course like who's surprised here like this is what we expected did you feel that a little bit and then I saw it kind of built up a little bit dot got the bucket of water dumped on and all that but at least initially like normally you get that third out and it's like here comes the storm onto the and it was kind of like yep I think the storm came about 30 40 minutes earlier though right wasn't that well, well yeah that's right but yeah, yeah did it seem like a little bit like yeah what did you expect did you feel that at all yeah, um, especially since, you know, as MC said, like we've been we've done it. We did it last year. So um, it kind of like we we knew we had it in our hands. So winning it, it was just like, all right, like, let's get to the next thing. Like, let, let's go to regionals like we're ready for regionals. Let's talk about game one versus UNA. And it gets a little bit interesting at the end. What? was the message after the game and because i was talking to you devin beforehand you're coming off the field they're making it close you finally get that third out it's kind of like Whew, all right we got through the first one but you look like all right i'm i'm angry like this should not have gone this long they shouldn't have come back what was was there a talk after that game like hey guys let's just let the nerves out we all know we're we should be here we're favorites to win what was going on there um well una was coming off was it one or two games? Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of momentum. So like we we already knew that it was gonna be a tough game. It's postseason, anything can happen. So they came out, had a ton of energy, and we were like, all right, here we go. This is postseason. This is exactly what it's gonna be like. So we had a really good lead going into the seventh inning, and you know, they kind of got something going, but I mean we got out of it and we won the game and the coaches were like, we can't give them anything. You, you cannot give your opponent anything. You cannot even let them think they have a chance to beat you. And I think we really took that message to heart. And the next two games, I mean, we played lights out. Like, there was not a doubt in our mind that we were going to win. You guys, how is this team different this season than it was a year ago? We remember all the success and, and, and the, the, you know, you guys make it to the postseason, how exciting that was. But this team feels very different. How would you describe the differences this year as you head into the postseason than, than what you were a year ago? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously last year we had a big, um, we had really big hitters. Um, we had people who can hit home runs and doubles, which is amazing. But this year we had to kind of like rely on each individual hitter through the lineup. So um, not saying we can't hit doubles, but we have to earn more runs than just kind of float, I guess, to each base. So having the, especially the freshmen step up in that big way has contributed a lot to our wins this season. So I'm very grateful for them. All right. As you look forward to this regional, what needs to go right for you guys? Obviously you've played Duke. I'm sure you've scouted Georgia. You know, Devin over here is just getting out the video. <laughs> what needs to go right for you? Uh, you know, we saw it last year, JMU. 
they wrote a hot pitcher and some timely at bats. You guys are, are definitely no different. You have the capability one through nine to be able to go with most teams. What is what's going to be the recipe for success? I think just like what you said, it's clutch hitting in timely situations, good defense and good pitching. And I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, as long as honestly, as long as our pitching and our defense is good, we'll be good. Um, I don't have any doubt in my mind that our hitting will be a like I don't think our hitting will be a struggle for us at mm -hmm. all, especially coming off of um, the mm -hmm. A Sun win. Um, so as long as our pitching and defense is good, we have. My God. Is it overrated, the the experience? Like people always talk about, oh, but they've had postseason experience. Is that overrated or do you feel like, like, okay, that is, now I know. Now, not just on the field, but like, I know what the schedule's like in, involved in a postseason, you know, uh, regional. I know what, what to expect. Is that a big factor, you think, for you guys going back again this year? I mean, I think it always helps to have experience and to know what it was like and to look back on it and maybe make adjustments or know what to do from the past. But um, I think we have a good mixture of young people and experienced people on our team, and I think that gives us an edge. Um, so I think we can help the people who have had experience can go and help the freshmen be like, don't make this moment too big. You've played softball so many times, and you know exactly this is just another game. Right, yeah. I mean, it's literally you just take it game to game and um, just making sure the freshmen are – in it all the way from pitch one to pitch 200. You got to make sure that you're in it the entire way. Are you the one that makes sure they're in it? It seems like like you, <laughs> you you're you're I mean you're locked in out there. Are you the one that kind of tries to make sure everybody else is right there with you? Like are you are you talking them up a little bit? Yeah yeah I try to I try to um make sure that everybody's you know as focused as they can be because I mean as, if we're focused then you know our hitting's great our pitching's great and our defense is great because we're like all we see is the ball and if all you see is the ball then you will do everything right you guys like like this is like a, a dynasty in the making right yeah. like what you guys like, like the run you guys had through a son obviously the one at the end the heartbreaker but we won't talk about that <laughs> no. but like like what you guys did in, in, in conference play I know you don't want to probably dwell on it too much now because you still have work to do but I mean it has to feel known like what you're establishing in Liberty softball like this is the groundwork for like who knows, you know, in 20 years, they're going to point back to like these teams that you guys were a part of. I and mean, like that's where it really took off. That's where they went to not just like, oh, cool, we made a regional, but that's the standard. You guys have kind of established that. Do you feel that? Of course. Yeah. And that's what we want to establish. We want to be able to be one of those mid-major teams that everyone doesn't want to play. We want to be able to compete with all these power five schools and know that we're going to win. That's who we want to be. MC, for you personally, if I had gone to you a year ago and said, hey, next year you're going to be center fielder and you're going to make the alternate team as an <laughs> outfielder, what would you have said? Um, I would have been very surprised, honestly. <laughs> um, when, when the coaches told me last year at the end of the year um, that they wanted me to start in center field, I was very surprised. But, I mean, I just really bought into it. And I've had a great season. I'm super excited to see where it goes. What was the biggest struggle, the adjustment, going from third to center? Oh, my God. My glove is huge out there. Going from an <laughs> infielder's glove that's 11 and three quarters of an inch yeah. to an outfield glove that's like 13 inches. I thought, what is this giant thing on my hand and how am I supposed to catch a ball? Like, this thing is huge. <laughs> Devin, for you, like the right side of the infield is all freshmen, like as it stands right now. And then with Soto, when she was playing first too, mm -hmm. like 
how much leadership do you have to just take charge? And you have Danae and, and sometimes you have um, Machado who plays left. So sometimes you are the only one out there with experience. Are there times throughout the season where you've just had to grab everybody by the necks a little bit and be like, hey, let's get our head on straight and let's get going? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially in the ASUN tournament, like I had to call time a couple times and just have everyone come together and be like, look, like, let's take a deep breath. Like, let's calm down. You know, everything's OK. Um, <laughs> Mommy Devin's coming. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. But um, making sure everyone's head screwed on right, you know, is a big deal, especially in those big moments. Um, so, yeah, I've had to calm the freshman down a few times. Yeah. All right. Short drive for your regional Durham. Like easy, easy for fans to get to. What do you want to tell Flames Nation? Listen, they've got nothing going on this weekend. <laughs> That's right. right. Like, what do you, how important is it? for some Flames fans to show up and kind of take over that place. What does that mean to you guys? It means everything. I mean, just the energy the fans bring, it, it can change a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honest, it's only three hours away. Right. Like, what are you going to do I think this it's only two. Yeah, yeah, not even three. Yeah, yeah not even. Like, school's out. You have nothing to do. Like, be there or be square. Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's who, good. Who has the rowdiest mom or dad on the team? That's Carly. Just Oh, 100%. Carly. Oh, mm -hmm. really? Eh? Carly's mm -hmm. mom. You can yeah. always hear her. <laughs> you can always hear She's, every time I step in the box, she's like, go for the first pitch. Go for the first pitch. Back hip. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's here. She's here. <laughs> All right. Before we let you go, Devin, give us a little bit of a rundown. Quick scouting report on, I know you probably haven't gotten to see UMBC yet. I don't think I half the not. nation has. But when it comes to Duke and Georgia, what, what should Flames fans expect? Um, so for Georgia, um, you know, they have really good hitting. They have powerful hitting. They attack early in the count. Um, so we just have to be ready defensively, especially for the hard shots up the middle, 5-6. Um, Pitching-wise, I feel like we have a really good shot, especially how well our hitters have been performing. Mm -hmm. um, they leave a lot of stuff like middle in, middle out, so kind of fat. Um all we have to do is look out for their changeup. We kind of struggled in the ASUN tournament with the changeup. So as long as we get um, good adjustability in our at-bats, we'll be okay. And then Duke, you know, we've seen Duke. The pitching isn't really, like, making me think too hard. Um, you know, their, their hitting's decent. Not as good as Georgia, mm -hmm. but... Um, Pitching, they're better than Georgia pitching, but we just need to stay focused throughout the entire game, and we will be good. No, Brett, I think you might have just found your new broadcast partner. Here. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. Keep, just keep that in mind yeah, for later on. Yeah, that yeah, away yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, girls, thanks for coming in. Best of luck coming up this Friday. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Always great to talk to Devin and MC. Those two have had quite the season. It's hard to believe Mary Claire, well, you remember the game against Virginia yeah. Tech, she's just hitting bombs as like the five hitter or six, seven hitter throughout the season. The team is so deep. That's the crazy thing. Like really, when you look at this group, one through nine, I honestly think they're better than they were a year ago, which is a big statement, but I really believe it. Well, you kind of even said that early in the year. You felt like, okay, with what they lost, as talented and accomplished as those players were, mm -hmm. that you thought they would be better because more people would feel like I've yeah. got to rise to vacation. I've got to do more as opposed to, Oh, well we'll let, you know, the Bishop sisters get it yeah. done when they come around, you know, and you are right. Like, like they have that lineup top to bottom. They're dangerous. And they have that good mix of veteran and youth. You know, they have that, that good mix of that, that, 
not only – it's not going to be one of these like, oh, boy, they better win this year because they lose everybody. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like, they still have a lot of talent that is still growing. That's not totally. even close to its ceiling yet. And so that's what's exciting. That's when you know you're building a program. You haven't just built, like, a team. Yeah. It's a program that's built for the long haul. And that that's definitely what it is. And, I mean, listen, if they go in there oh. and they win this thing – and, by the way, they would go if the other – Pods play themselves out. I believe the next they would move on to play at UCLA. No in the way. Super, which little storylines there, huh? Yeah. Dot going back. That's right. UCLA. So like, so like, yeah. Obviously, we're getting down the line yeah. here, but like, yeah. I mean, this is the thing is with this team. I don't think it would be such a big surprise. Right. Yeah. They're ready to take. I think they're ready to kind of step into that national spotlight. Yeah, but for sure, it all starts with game one. Yeah. Because if you drop that first one, boy, yeah. you make it hard on yourself. Yeah, you, you win that first one. Suddenly, you're in the driver's seat. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's flip the page here. Baseball taking on FGCU. Another big series for yeah. the guys. Oh, man. Like, yeah, and a, a tough start in that you lose in walk-off fashion, 8-7 uh, in game one. They didn't have Garrett Horn in the series. A uh, little arm soreness, so they held him out. So that kind of shifts things around a little bit. It helps when you score 23 runs in a game, <laughs> yeah, though. Right? And hit six jacks. Goodness and sakes. that's what they did uh, on Saturday, winning 23-3. to And then Sunday, they come back. They went 8-5. And uh, secure another uh, conference series win. I think that's six straight uh, series wins in the conference now, which is pretty incredible that they've really you know bounced back. And FGCU, one of the better programs in the conference period, Liberty's had their number. They've won five out of the six games against them on the year. So that's been impressive that they've kind of taken care of business there. The Flames still a game up in the East Division over Kennesaw State, which is coming to Lynchburg this weekend, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you're going to settle it, you know, the division right. champ right here in Lynchburg this weekend. But the bat's really coming alive. So a lot of guys contribute. Uh, Cam Foster had I think, three home runs in the series. Uh, great bats had five hits uh, in Saturday's game. So you had a lot of different guys contribute. Nathan Keeter, he was on base. I think it was oh, well, he's three for three yesterday on Sunday. Hit his first collegiate home run, a three-run home run. You're getting that out of the nine hole. Yeah. So you had a lot of different guys contribute. And uh, and that that's been that's been critical for the Flames. This lineup is really swinging it well right now. You hope Garrett Horn is okay moving forward. Like I I you know immediately I think every Flames fan probably goes to the thought of Trey Gibson last year. Yeah, exactly. At the that's end of the year, where it was like where it's like ah no no he's okay. We're just kind of being you know precaution all that stuff. Boy, you hope he's all right because he's a game changer. He's he's your ace. You know he's yeah. a stud. So you hope he gets right. Uh, but you put yourself in a great situation. You have a, a Tuesday game, last midweek game against High Point uh, tomorrow, and then you try to close it out and win another division against uh, Kennesaw State. When you look at a team and throughout the season, you always want to rise at the right time. And Liberty started hot. We all remember Florida yeah, yeah. and the way they were playing early. Then you dip down. But do you feel like they're elevating their game again, at least to the same level or maybe higher than they were earlier in the season at the right time? Yeah, it definitely looks different. I don't know if they're – I don't know. Early in the year, it felt like it was all working. Yeah, you know, when they when they were what true. fourteen in the country or right. whatever they reached. Like, I don't know if they've gotten to that level quite yet because they have struggled a little bit more in their midweek games. Yeah, that brutal loss to Virginia Tech. Oh, that yeah. that that just boy, you hope that one doesn't come back to bite you. But like, yeah, I mean, the guys that are on the right track, right? And you're starting to get more con, you know consistency out of that lineup, and and that's key. We were talking last week, but they only had one guy hitting over three hundred, but a lot of those guys exploded. Right. Here over the weekend. So they've still got that in there. And uh, you take care of business against Kennesaw State. You go in, you play your pot or whatever, you make it out of that. And then it's just win or go home. Basically, two games to decide, right. you know, the champion of the A Sun. And uh, yeah, I, 
the Flames, I think, are in as good a spot as anybody. And they have the confidence knowing that they've beaten the best in this conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took two or three from Kennesaw. They'll have a chance to do it again this weekend. They've dominated Florida Gulf Coast, which is third in the division. Like, they've taken it to right. these teams. So there's that kind of confidence level certainly going forward for them. Nice to have you back behind the mic coming up this weekend. It's been, it is not. It's been a while I for you. feel like I haven't done a baseball game. Yeah. Like three, it has been like two, three weeks. That's I don't know. I'm going to have to learn guys' names again. You know, <laughs> for real. I was going through notes last night being like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I forgot about that. So. I think I think people at home, like, I, they may not realize, maybe some do, that when you're broadcasting game, you're right in the thick of it. Right? right. Like, you've got it. And then when they go on the road, like, you do. You keep track of it. You watch as many games as you can. But at the same time. It's not the same. It isn't the same. Like, you kind of lose that And edge. baseball and softball is the yeah. same way, I'm sure, where it's like doing it daily. Like, where you at, you're in a three-game series right. or whatever. That's when you really feel like, I really am locked in. Yeah. But, yeah, you miss, like, a week or two. And it's like, man, I got to start all over. Like, I know. Or you have some guys, it's like, your well, your batting average is up that high now? You're <laughs> right, like, right. Miss that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Good stuff. It would be a fun series this weekend against Kennesaw State. All right, track and field. Same old news. Those guys just keep on cruising. little, unfortunately for the ladies, yeah. they come in second. But the men, the dominate. I don't. This is, you talk about dynasties. Yeah. I don't know if there's a word greater than that, than what, you know, Liberty Track and Field's been able Ultra to do. Ultra dynasty. Oh, yeah, I don't goodness, know. So, crazy. yeah. So, it's third straight A-Sun title, 15th consecutive conference championship. Goodness sakes. 15th. Yeah. Like, think yes. about, like, I mean, you're going to get to the point, if they continue rolling this way, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? The last time we lost a conference championship, none of these guys were born that are on the team. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You're almost that, like you're getting that's you're getting in like that ballpark. Four years, you could right. be that way. You're getting in that ballpark. So <laughs> it it is crazy. I mean, you had all the usual suspects that that performed well, uh, and, and it's just it's a real testament to to what they've built there. And you talk about program building and, and what that looks like. And I mean this this group has done it. Lance Bingham taken over a few years ago and he has just continued to elevate the program. You're seeing, I feel like they're better sprinting than they've ever been. No, for, I completely agree with like, that. I know talking like five or six years ago to somebody on their staff that, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're really good. They're like, but you know, the one area we could improve, like just sprinting, like, yeah. like we haven't had those elite athletes yet. Right. Now you're getting those guys. Yeah. And now you're getting the Christian lions and you're getting that four by 100, uh, you know, team that's just been yeah. so incredible. Like, that's taking them to an even higher level. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Not a not a lot else going on. Golf comes up this Golf week. Golf starts uh, today, I believe, okay. is when they start out there in Stockton. Yep, today. And um, so, what, you got to be one of the top five teams yeah. to move on? That's right. So, uh, good luck to them. Hopefully, they can get that done. We should mention, like, we didn't really mention her at all. Emily oh, not Emily. here. Emily, yeah, I guess. She's on the road. We've got a Flame Central crew right. traveling to Texas this morning. They're doing some stories down there that we're excited to share with you. Um, so she's gone. Yeah. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Like, and what features are coming up on the show this week? That's a really good question. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a feature on Frankie Hickson. Oh, so nice, former yeah. flames running back. That's incredible right. story. Local kid who, what, two seasons ago was his last season. Yeah. So the 20, no, 2019 season, yeah, I believe was his last year and no pro opportunities, no real leads. And then kept working, kept grinding. They invited him back and let him participate in the pro day this yeah. year, which how great was that? You had every team there. Think you know, right, and he even kind of mentioned it. It didn't make the piece, but he even kind of mentioned like, in some ways, like Malik Willis. Thank you, like yeah. <laughs> thank you, because it got so many eyes on him. Ends up signing with the Saskatchewan. You say say Saskatchewan for me. 
You say so, Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan? That's it. It can go either way. You can go Saskatchewan. You kind of yeah, yeah, or yeah. Saskatchewan. Okay. Well, I, I dropped the Saskatchewan. Okay. I, I thought you did. Yeah. I need to rem- go and look at how I voiced it in the piece to make sure I said either it correctly. Either way, you're all right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, rough rider. He's a rough rider. Yes. So he's up there. Uh, so we're doing a story on him making a you know a, a pro now. He's yeah, a pro. Oh boy. And so we t- talked to him about a week or two ago. And then uh, Kalani Soli. This week as well, Ten- women's tennis oh, player really just through the most challenging year of her life, losing some close family members during this past season, her senior year, and uh, her team really rallying around her during that time. And and so that's the other piece that will air this week as well. Yeah, and we did get to see Malik Willis rookie camp was right. going on. He was turning some heads. The all the re- reviews I saw were positive, and then he is just. He's did got, you ever think he'd be a media darling? I, that's exactly what I was going for. No, like from our first couple years here. He's very straight-laced. And again, you have made you made a great comment, and I don't think you get enough credit for it, and that was he was stuck behind a computer screen. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of hard to throw on the charm and just be that personal when you're behind you know, a computer screen right. on Zoom or whatever have you. But right now, he is just like he has everybody batting their eyelashes. I know. Him. I saw all these, and I forget who it was. It's some big music artist. I saw retweeted his, his line about like uh, – Work like it's all on you. Pray like it's all on God, yeah, or whatever, like exactly. that. And she and this person was like, "That's my quarterback." I'm like, he's I just like that. people are eating out <laughs> yeah. of his hand right now. Now he hasn't played a single game. Yeah. Like you can only you can only be a media darling for so long if you don't produce. But he hasn't done anything wrong yet. No, he's doing excellent. Good for him. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well that's it for this week's show. You're gonna be back at it. I'm gonna be gone next week. You and Emily. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Oh no, well, you know what? Oh no, I'll be, be gone. No, I'll be here. Oh well, yeah. So okay. so. Alan York and I are going down yeah, to call some of the A-Sun baseball tournament games. Right. People will be happy. That schedule keeps changing every day. Apparently now okay. we're calling more than I thought oh, we were. So we'll see. That's we'll see. It cha- Let's just say anytime the A-Sun's involved, it's a fluid situation. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, the whole the whole format could change tomorrow. Who we knows? don't really know. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So we're flying down uh, Monday evening uh, to go down there to Fort Myers to, uh, to call some games. So that'll be a blast. But, yeah, I should be here Monday as long as Emily comes back from this trip, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and feels like coming back into work, we'll we'll be back Monday, hopefully, talking yeah. about Liberty Softball and, and their continued success and golf as well. All right, awesome stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week.